Hello and welcome to Mindfulness Music and More with me, Shalini Bala-Lucas, and my co-host, Mugambin Thiga. It is an absolute pleasure to be here with you and to bring you the fifth season of this podcast, focusing on your mental health and well-being. Our lineup of guests will inspire you, inform you, entertain you, motivate you, make you smile, sometimes make you cry, and they'll always give you food for thought. So do stay with us for the next hour as we talk about mental health and mindfulness, play some music, and meditate together. But first, let's start with a roundup of what's happening in our lives, Mugambi. How have you been in cold Nairobi? <laughs> I called it. <laughs> you did. You called it like five, six weeks ago before it was cold. Oh man, yeah, I could see it coming. This this is always, uh, it's not the easiest time of year, I'll be honest. Um, but I've been handling it pretty well. Oh good. I, I am I am like I am a child of the sun. You and are I really like it when the sun is out and all the colours and you know the golds and the greens. Now it's just like grey. It's like gray. monochrome grey everywhere. And um and it's cold. It's cold. And you know what's interesting? Because I was like, Yeah, what are you talking about last few weeks? And then this weekend I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I went to sleep in Nairobi and woke up in the Arctic. It is cold <laughs> and it feels like the cold is I feel like okay now we're talking my age again is getting in my bones mm. and I think it's like the houses are not equipped for this cold mm, mm, it's true so <laughs> anyway anyway otherwise how are you doing how was by the way we never really talked about it uh, last show how was the uh, Friday night with the most creative with the, with the yeah uh, the night with the creatives was really amazing yeah uh, shout out to uh, the most creative our, our guest uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah oh it was just beautiful. I'm um, sad I missed it. Just yeah. an uplifting, it's a wonderful uplifting show of not just artistry, uh, but um, solidarity, a lot of empathy, um, realizing that there's other people going through the same thing uh, that you are. Okay. In addition to the performances, they had a video like featurette with very many people speaking to camera. Okay. Um, speaking about their own personal struggles amazing yeah yeah everyone from you know the most creative himself yeah jt kapik um it, it was just wonderful it was it was a good time and um the most creative closed the show out uh he had balloons you know like attached to the ceiling <laughs> and a net and, and, and they all fell them. yeah he released i them love the that that's that's so like, 80s man <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, I, I got into the venue and I was like, are those balloons up there for the end? And I was like, yo, yo, the most creative is the most extra as well. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, good times. Yeah. I, 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 your, your absence was felt. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed it. You know, it's my passion with mental health. But yeah, we were in Nanyuki that weekend. So I need to maybe figure out how I can be in both places at the same time. Well. <laughs> You've obviously picked the better place. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's nice to be in Nairobi to do this because we were off air just before talking about the manic monologues again yeah. and how um, we used theatre for mental health, right. uh, which is really apt for our guest today who is in the theatre world. So let's bring him in. He is a an award-winning thespian and writer. He's been described in the reviews as one of Kenya's finest theatre brains and one of, if not the finest character actors in the country. He's a prolific playwright and an adept screenwriter, a director, producer, performing arts trainer and podcaster. He describes himself as industrious, visionary and a friend 
Martin Kigondu. Welcome to Mindfulness Music and More. Asante sana, asante sana. Super glad to be here. Karibu. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. Good to see you guys. It's uh, It's been a while, so I'm, I'm super honored to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only meeting you at theaters, actually. Yeah? <laughs> and awards shows. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to shake your hand as you hold on to a bunch hey, of trophies. Like five trophies. awards in one <laughs> hand. Cradling the trophies in his hand. Hey, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a blessed man, and uh, it's always a blessing to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, man. So have you two worked together? Actually, no, we, we haven't. Have not. Yeah. No, we haven't. We, we, we need to make that happen. We need to make it happen. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I've just opened this book of mine right now. Uh-huh. And the first thing I saw was this Katikati Kati ah, and yeah, Supermodo. Yeah, the stickers. Yeah, the stickers. I was ah. like, oh, okay. That's yeah. a sign <laughs> for go. you guys to work together. It's it's it interesting you haven't worked together because it's a small industry. It is. Yeah, it's 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 really expanded though. It's growing. Oh, is mm. it? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's finally space for people to be operating for years without ever meeting but knowing of each other's work okay yes it's true yeah so i i've seen you act martin you were in um uh sylvia's performance oh yeah you saw that yeah you were (laughs) so horrible (laughs) oh my god (laughs) no as in he was character oh right no 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 he was was a villain no i i was like i don't like this man who is he and so it shows how well you played it because when i met you i think it was at kta um at the award ceremony i was like he's actually so nice (laughs) so you played it really well what was he remind us what the character was the character scribani Scribani uh, and a bunch of other roles. Yeah, but uh, but all horrible. All horrible. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You were the one killing everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's oh. how. Yeah, yeah. That's why when I say horrible. There oh. you go. It, it was set in uh, in the seventeen. 1700s, I yeah, think. Yeah, in Italy or, or something. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, the the church and the state sort of colluded to uh, bring down and humble humble quote unquote women who they found um, who they found untamable you okay. know uh, and so by religion they were too much and by the state they had to be you know oh, wow. so yeah that was my role and and it was menacing oh, so you're, you're the one who was putting them down yes I was Whoa. yes I was the, I, the judge like, you the gave jury. me the the chills literally <laughs> I was like who is this guy and it's really interesting because when well, that was the first time I'd had any kind of interaction with you so I didn't know you yeah and when I saw you on, I was like this guy wow and then it's really interesting to see you off stage mm. and because um, I watched uh, I watched Elsa Van Jora we'd worked with him at the Manic Mologs and then I watched him in Kati Kati mm-hmm. and it was so weird it was like mm-hmm. yeah, this is not the that's what acting is, right? If I can exactly. see, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, you did it that is. beautifully. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. It was an honor. It was uh, a really tough project, but I had a good time. Was it well received? Um, it depends on what we we mean by well. Well could actually just be the audience got it. Yeah. But also, well could be there was a good number at the shows. You yeah. Know, uh, so it was a bit of both. I yeah. I didn't get it for the first half. There you go. And then we talked about it in the half, and then it was only at the end I got it. There you go. So speaking their names, that was it, right? Yeah, speaking speak their names. Speak their names. Oh. Yeah. 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 Is that a spoiler? <coughs> no, it's not really. No, no, <laughs> well, no. You can't really spoil history. Yeah. Oh no, that was the name of the play. That's right. Speak yeah. their speak names. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to see that. Mm. I, uh, but you had a busy, busy year. I did 2022. Uh, yeah, yeah. Going into this year. Going into this year. And and the most um, 
pardon the pun, rewarding year. <laughs> um, so many awards at the end. Yeah. I, I think you probably bagged the highest number of awards personally. Yes, um, as uh, an individual, I think it awards. was. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think as, a, as an ensemble, it was the... The other show that I was in. Yeah. I will marry when I want. Yes. yes. Were you in that? <laughs> that, was, that was the yes, one that I won was. the biggest yeah, number of awards. Something like seven awards. And, and he was one of the <clears throat> leads on that. Yeah, It's I counted the awards because I wanted to see where we came in. Mm. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so competitive. You, you yeah. should never so, do really. Yeah, I'm really like, yeah. I'm very competitive. <laughs> so seven, they won seven. And then the other, there was another show that won five and we won three. Mm. You were really counting. I really counted. Hey, oh, wow. I try and not do that. I'm still new to the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, as you know, as we were talking off, you're like, welcome to this world. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so Supernova did really well, right? Yeah, Supernova did. Um, Supernova is a one-man one show that I've been doing for a while and uh, hopefully will keep doing for at least this and the next year. Nice. But someone mentioned to me, uh, I shouldn't like just say this and the next year. It could be, you know, years yeah. and years. Yeah. But Supernova is written for a guy in his early 30s. I, would, uh. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't look that uh, young, you yeah. know. I could, yeah. but no, I'm no, thinking... You do. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine for uh, a few years. Five, reckon, six, yeah. seven years yeah. later. Yeah, I think okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. And, and 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 it's one of those shows that you could then. I, I hope you're you're intending to take it into festivals and perform it there, mm-hmm. uh, because I found that a lot of plays go through the whole festival circuit or the fringe theatre circuit, and during that time they actually get refined to the point that you could publish it mm. and then you know um, have it open. Uh, for anyone to perform yeah. once you're retired from it. That would be beautiful. Yeah. Godspeed to that. Yes, there are a couple <laughs> of uh, festivals down the line. Oh, nice. So we're also hoping to do an East African tour. Nice. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, from late this year into early next year. Yeah. So let's see how that goes. But yes, to the prayer. So for those who don't know what Supernova is about, could mm-hmm. you speak a little bit about it? Supernova is, uh, again, a one-person performance. Written... Uh, Written by... And performed. Uh, and performed by a guy called Martin <laughs> Kigondu. Yeah. And um, man, it was an honor to do it. It's a play that I started writing late 2020. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I was like, I'm done, April 2022. Mm. So that was uh, more or less two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just focuses on a man who's going through a lot of things. But uh, the most prominent... Um, of the feelings he's feeling or the things he's going through is his interaction and understanding of love mm. but also his interacting with and uh, understanding of loss mm. yeah mm. and mm. finding a way around that so from other eyes it could be slightly about um postpartum depression mm. but it's from the point of view of a man wow. and he's absolutely clueless like we all are like mm. this is mm. not a thing we go through mm. but uh, we happen to love people who go through this mm-hmm. so it's his journey through that wow uh, have you seen it Mugambi? yes i have i haven't seen I it i'd love to okay yeah. how does it feel to write something produce direct were you directing mm-hmm. you direct you weren't you didn't have a director directing mm-hmm. and wow. perform it and then i mean that's hard yeah um <laughs> yeah and then win awards what's that feeling that Like, it feels like you birthed a baby, I would have right? thought. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of vindication, yes. But then, for instance, with the directing, 
um, I was very particular on not being directed for this mm. because, uh, like Mugash noted, 2022 was a year I was on stage a lot, mm. meaning I had a lot of voices. Every mm. project, a director and their voice and their direction and their ideas. Mm. So for this one, I was like, well, I've sat with it for two years. Mm. Might as well just go ahead and play it as I saw it when I was writing it. Wow. And that was slightly easier. But doing all this, uh, at times it does get overwhelming. Of course, there is help from the team. Mm. Uh, but uh, for instance, by the time I was saying I was taking a break and I announced the break early this year and said, I'll just do three projects for the start, then I'll take a break. I don't know how long that will be. But I, uh, the first three were done. I did Betrayal in the City. Then I did uh, Echoes. Then after which I did Supernova. As soon as we did the tour, I was exhausted. I bet. So yes, that has to be the, the, the strongest of the feelings, the exhaustion. I was so exhausted. I remember that final show, the 31st of May. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, I had a lot of anxiety. Like, I have done this play a good number of times in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And we are now trying to fill up the National Theatre, the main auditorium. Yeah. So... Everyone has watched it, quote unquote. Well, <laughs> less than zero point zero 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 one percent of Nairobi have watched yes, it. Yes, yes. But with the theater goers, you feel like everyone's watched it at mm. least once. Mm. Some people twice, thrice. So there was that from the producing angle, and it got so overwhelming. I remember breaking down and crying oh, right wow. before I got on stage. Wow! Yeah. So, but it was it it was a success again. It was yes. Oh, that's so that's wonderful. that's testament to the material and to you and. The, the, the whole and, show and, and then yeah. the faith that people have yeah. Yeah. in the stuff you're putting out Asante it yeah. was beautiful it's cathartic in so many ways but it's a lot it is I mean you're speaking to people who have put up theatre productions <laughs> we know what that feels like yeah and, um, and, and only one and you were doing like I don't know what how well, many you're talking about one uh, yeah I, I was on stage we were on stage at the same time pretty much yes because he was on tour out of town yeah when I was doing every brilliant, every br- thing, brilliant thing and then by the time he came back into town we were we we were done with mm. the staging here. Yeah. And I was out of town when he was performing. Did you did you ever get to do it at Rwanda in the end? No. Is that going to happen? You know, I I think this is something that's worth speaking about. Okay. Licensing ah. when it comes to licensing plays. They, they, I I was actually very disappointed by the, the, the there's licensing companies for plays that yes. have been published elsewhere. Yes. Um that give you the rights to perform the play and just like any you know, entity that you're communicating with, we're doing it via email. Yes. And we literally got ghosted by no the licensing way. company. Yeah. But, but well, they, they gave us a license for Nairobi, but when this small <coughs> artistic space in Kigali said, hey, we'd like to perform it as well, radio silence. And I was like, this is not. That's nice. not this professional. Not cool. It's not professional at all. Yeah. So so that, that that was a bit upsetting, but we do want to do it in August. So okay. Yeah, we're Maybe they need a bit more again. time. So, but yeah. yes, you're right. It's not professional. No, not at all. So, uh, yeah, because we're looking at we're very lucky with the manic monologue. Zach's a good guy. So, yeah, you, you, yeah. You, 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 we're in touch with the playwright himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's a very different ball game. Look, let's take uh, go to your first song choice because I'm I'm really excited to know what's coming up for you. Have yeah. you had your break? Um, oh, you're still on your break. I am on my break, <laughs> <laughs> but just from the one it. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, your first song choice is Deliverance by Baba Sparks. Mm-hmm. Sparks. Sparks. Why? Uh, this is a beautiful song. I remember it the first is. time I heard it, I was like, wait, is that Timberland? Yep. 
Yep. Oh man! <laughs> and then the 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 message is more or less just keeping up the hope, but it's done in such a way you never really think it's about just the hope and you know dig yourself out of those trenches. And I remember even the music video was always uh, yeah, it was something. Yeah, it was like a movie, and yeah. you know discovering it back then. Yeah, you're like, okay, who's this guy? Then you check out everything else is done. You're like, okay, everything else is cool, but this song. Is literally that you, deliverance. When you listened to it the first time, did you know that Baba Sparks was white? No, I like did a not. Country, bro. southern, country, white country, person. country. Yeah. like hey. hey. Yeah, Why? What did you think when you first heard it? Oh, you think he's black? black. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen. Surfaces I crumble within, but legends are made out of vulnerable men. So on the brink of death, I still manage living life. Cause so rarely in this world are these chances given twice. I indeed sold my soul without glancing at the price. No instructions when I was handed this device. But with what I did get, I was more than generous. Put others over self on several instances. But I'm back on my feet without a hint of bitterness. And one way or another, I shall have deliverance. So I say, I've been traveling People loved you unconditionally Toast in the new south This one is for history Then I slipped, fell, and caused the numbers injury Called the same people and it's Yo, you just missing me This the formula Damn it, Bubba, you had it Why'd you have to keep it polo and new balance? Then they start to question whether you a true talent Or just a redneck substance abuse addict So then you hide away just to try to find your way And now they're back to calling you 200 times a day I want all y'all to know, good or bad I remember it at 10 million sold In the name of my deliverance ah. I've been traveling for some
something could atone for the pain you've endured. The blood you shed is still staining your velour. You took your wealth and knowledge and gave it to the poor, only to discover that your savior is manure. Accepting me as kin, put before your younger brother. They put a lie on us, hardly knowing one another. I honestly can say that over time I've come to love you. Now we are brothers, and together none can touch us. It haunts me with regret. I never met your baby girl. She's an angel on your shoulder, helping us to save the world. This musical marriage is no coincidence. On my mama, tell me, baby, we shall have to live a So we say. Welcome back to Mindfulness Music and More with me, Mugambin Tega. And me, Shalini Bala-Lucas. And that was Deliverance by Baba Sparks. I have an interesting story about that song. Mm-hmm, uh, and if you're listening on SoundCloud, just go back and listen again. I, I That song came out when I was still a very... But like I was a saved Bible believing, Bible thumping Christian who mm-hmm. didn't listen to secular music. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, I loved that song. So what I would do when I was listening to a secular song, I'd listen to the lyrics all the way through. And if I felt that something was not keeping with my beliefs and value system, then I would forsake it. Mm-hmm. And Baba Sparks has a line there that says, I, I forget, I, well, the, the whole context of it is you'll hold on to a lot of things and then you'll realize in the end that your savior is manure. And I was like, my savior is not manure. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? Oh, I, I like to say I was very, I was like in my, I wasn't a child. I was, I was like in my early 20s. <laughs> I was like 23, 24 saying, does he mean... And you know, we we came from the era of coded messages in the <laughs> music. And Lucifer was the king of music in heaven. <laughs> and when he was cast down <laughs> into hell, he still had the gift. And now he's using music to catch the people and you know infect their minds uh. with Satanism. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is that a coded message when mm-hmm. you say your savior is manure? Jesus is excrement. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Should I be listening to this stuff? You felt that? Oh, I really did. Yeah. I really did. But, but you kept such on listening to the song. song. No, I took some time off from it and, you know, the relationship with it kind of changed. How do you feel about it now? I haven't listened to it in a long time, so I'm I'm really glad to listen to it now. And it's it's, it's just a beautiful song. It is. Yeah. And and you've got over the manure. I I did. I mean, you understand the poetry behind it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not what he literally means. Oh, that's yeah, too hilarious. Yeah, it's literally that everything that you believed in turns to manure. Mm. Your, lo- your look of shock is like, <laughs> <laughs> it got me. <laughs> no, it's a profound song. It is. Yeah. It is. Martin, what's up uh, next for you over the next few? So we're, we're, you are on a break. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How long do your breaks normally last? 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm curious because mine was like three months. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, well, for me, it's never really a break. Break. It's a break from a thing. So now it's a slight break from stage performances as an actor. But that means uh, I'm doing everything else. So I'm still producing. I'm still directing. I'm still writing. Uh, so the break from the stage. Before we started recording, I was telling Mugash I'd thought it would be like six months or a year, uh, <laughs> but I had a, I had a. But if this happens, I'll reconsider. Right, and it happened. And, and it, it happened. happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A script was passed my way, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I think we could do this. That's I think nice. we could. Yeah. So uh, before the end of the year, I'll definitely be back on stage. Uh, hopefully, yeah. But excited for that. So Martin, I think. Uh, sorry, Kigondo. Oh, uh, well, actually, what do you prefer? Yeah. Either is cool. I always prefer Kigondo. Like yeah, all the like hottest chicks back back <laughs> in the day, growing up, used to call me Kigondo. Uh, I was like, oh, there's something to the name. Uh, you know? I like Martin. I think it's a really strong, beautiful name. Actually, Martin Kigondo is like quite poetic. Actually, it's a yeah. it's a very beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, name, that's right? The kind of name that sticks. Both yeah, of them, like in a unit. Both of yeah. them yeah. together, right? Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. just call you Martin Kigondo. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Either Martin is, is for me. Martin is a really strong name, and Kigondo is like yeah. There's a Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm. There's some I can't we're on radio. I'm here dancing. <laughs> Nobody can see. Like the motion. Yeah, the motion of it. There yeah. is a poetic name. feel to it. Yeah. yeah I like true. it. Yeah, I like so, it. But you like it going because all the girls call you. That's well, there's such that. Bad reason. There's that, but also the the person I'm named after. I'm named after my my mom's dad. Oh. Only difference is I've changed his slightly. So mine is a Kigondo with a W at the end, and that's more or less to say Kigondo, who's my mom's son, because my mom is a W. She is uh, uh. Wanjiro. Which happens to be my third name, you know? Oh, yeah. I see. Ah. There you go. I didn't know that. Okay. There you go. Wait, so so it's Kigondu K I G O N D U W W. Yeah. I don't have it yeah. on W anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So no, formally it is with a U at the end. Yeah. But I prefer to always go with a W just to say I am my mother's son. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. And what does she call you? She calls me. Ah, <laughs> she calls me Martin. That's oh. so interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, she calls me Martin. Yeah, Kigondu. Kigondu used to. My grandmother used to call me Kigondu. Ah, so okay. So she'd go Kigondu. So after, after uh, her husband. After her husband, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, you always keep that memory. Kigondu, you know, you are probably <laughs> in the middle of doing something wrong. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's, uh, okay. Yes. So Kigondu. Um, this, you know, you are committed to the arts. Um, I have known you for a couple of years now, and I've only known you as, as 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 a person that is always putting together work that will end up on a stage or on a screen. Mm. And the commit commitment to the work is so intriguing to me. I really would like to know how you got in, how you knew that this is the thing that you want to do. Hey, um, <laughs> I well, I I laugh because it started off as a thing you just say. Then before you know it, I was doing the thing, mm -hmm. and the thing was directing. You know that that was always the entry. I always knew I wanted to direct because um, in high school there was a lot of me being an understudy to someone. I was always uh, Ogutu Moraya's understudy. Yeah, that was I my classmate. That was my deskmate. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. 
So anyway, so he you guys have a slight resemblance. Have we you been do? told that? Physically? Yeah. yeah or personality-wise? Both. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, but, but on the face is definitely some energy that... Something re- that. Yeah, that comes out that's quite similar. Yeah, yeah. that's my boy. Um, oh, so we should have him on the show. He's an amazing storyteller. Okay, yeah. As well. For yeah. sure. Yeah, that's sure. really cool. I'll leave that one for you too. Cool. cool. And really you. smart. Yeah. A really smart artist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was always uh, some someone's understudy. And so um, I figured, you know what? I could just be the guy who brings everything together. So why not do the directing? So I remember telling, <laughs> again, we build um, our adult selves with perceptions of ourselves when we are younger. So I remember telling this young wow. uh, well, I was young as well. So telling this young girl, one day I'll be this director at the National Theatre. Wow. Then cut to psh, me directing something on stage. <laughs> but yeah, but my, ent- uh, my entrance was through the Phoenix Players. Ah. Uh, oh, wow. So yeah, 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 so many people. Hey, dude, you're an OG. Hey, but I'm, I'm, I'm a young man. What's though, an OG? Sorry to those. Oh, OGs. Well, the the the, the 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 literal term is original gangster, but you know. Oh, that way. Who's been it means you've been you there for a while. You don't seem old enough to do Phoenix yeah. Yeah. Yes. I did. I was at the Phoenix for seven years. You just what? don't seem that. Yeah. How old are you? I'm quite young, really. Yeah. yeah I'm quite so young. were you like very? I'm in my mid thirties. So were you very young when you did Phoenix Players? Yes. Um, so I started out with set books. I did set books for oh, the one to three years. There for you go. Every actor. Did there you do you Phoenix? Go. I did. I did Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, a, a couple of times. I had a full time job then, so I couldn't be there as often as I wanted. Yeah. Uh, but then, um, if there's one thing I'm grateful for, is is that two things that that Phoenix got immortalized on a film a film called Nairobi Half Life. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And I got to play an actor acting at Phoenix. At Phoenix. Right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So yeah. Was, Phoenix was a beautiful, beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful space. until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. But yeah. it also seems like there's a certain generation of actors at the moment who all went through Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, mm. or uh, or aspire to. Uh, okay. The, the Phoenix was the dream okay. back then, when, when in, its, in its heyday. <coughs> and, and the day that I got a call from Ian Bogwa saying, um, you know, I got your number from so-and-so, we have a script for you, are you available? I was like, this is it. Like You've made it. Dream. Finally. Yeah, because, you know, just like you go and do as a kid, um, I always coveted the stage. Always wanted to be on there. Uh, my parents, um, um, I have, I've said this before on previous shows, we weren't the most, the, the treats and the outings were not that many. Mm. Yeah, we couldn't quite afford them. But one day, I think someone bought a couple of tickets for my parents to the Phoenix Theatre to watch their annual musical. Yes. And they came back buzzing, buzzing. Yeah. And they were so excited. And they had the playbill. And I read the playbill and I was buzzing. I, I didn't even have to. You didn't even go to the show. No, I didn't go for the show. You know, <laughs> it was expensive. Phoenix yeah, was yeah. expensive. I remember. I I remember going there. It was our treat as well. We used to go to watch theater there because yeah. it was the only way to see theater in Kenya. There were a few and other places, but Phoenix was. The, but that was the yeah, one. Yeah, that was the yeah. main place. So. And my my dad would drop my sister, me, and my mom to watch Phoenix oh, because beautiful. he was like, I don't, you know, he didn't do theater. Um, but yeah. Wow. So were you there? You were there for the heyday and, the, and for the decline as well. Um, yeah, I was. I was there for uh, more or less uh, last years. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't I there because it shut down in 2017. Mm. I left the Phoenix uh, late 2015, mm. but I'd been there from uh, 2009. Yeah, yeah. So 2009 under Milo and uh, uh, Sam Soko. 
yeah. to human beings I adore. Ah, Milo uh, Gotu. And Sam Soko, the director of uh, Softy. Soft there you go. Started off as an assistant stage manager at Phoenix. Look at you two, re- two reminiscing like old men. <laughs> um, I have to ask you, Kigonto, yes. what, uh, what, what really makes you buzz? Is it being mm. on stage mm. or is it the writing or is it the directing? What makes you really... What, yeah. Where's your happy place? I love it. It's definitely not producing. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> so you guys are having a conversation now that I'm just like watching because <laughs> I never went near that. It's, that's a uh, beast. It's oh, a man. beast. Yeah, I have no and idea. Producing is something else. Uh, but I've learned to have a team around and mm. that helps a lot. Mm. I've learned to um, pro- produce only so many shows in a year. So like uh, Blessed Be The Fruit, which was one of the productions I directed mm. recently, yeah. was uh, produced by someone else by Mojuma mm-hmm. and so on uh, so but when it comes to me and where I, f- I am I feel most alive it has to be the directing mm. really and the acting those okay. two are sort of twins so if I had if I said to you, you can only do one thing mm. it's your last project it's going to be directing or acting what would it be would be uh, that's a tough question <laughs> <laughs> it would be directing wow, wow. Yeah. what about you Mugami I've never and asked you this you, w- you prefer to be on stage I, anything I'm doing around the arts started from my desire to be an actor. Mm. Ah. Yeah, when I was reading that playbill as a child, um, I wanted to be one of the photographs there with a little bio <laughs> on the side. Yourself. But you yeah. got one as a director as well. That That's true. That That is true. Uh, is, but is, is I, I, wouldn't, like I wouldn't look at the director and be like, I, w- I want to be I that guy. That. I do enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah you're very good at it as oh, well. Oh, thank you very much. I think there's this, I don't know, is, it, is there this sense of when you're um, a director, you're in charge? You can boss everybody around. Oh, <laughs> you, you go first. <laughs> Are you asking, is there a sense or is that why we enjoy it? Either. <laughs> both. Well, and is that actually the reality? Because I know you both are actors as well. Actors are tough. Actors are tough. They say um, if, the, if the director is God, then the actors are atheists. Yo, yeah, okay. Uh, so then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yes, we we grew up knowing that the director was God. What he says happens, uh, and uh, in this case, for 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 stage, it would be the playwright only suggests. Then we go with the vision of the director. But now we are in times where you can't be as you can't be godly in that way you no. can be loud and, and you shouldn't be yeah i guess but uh, that's that's a training we got that is actually why i decided to direct mm. because i i got a lot of that abrasiveness and i was like mm. no there has to be a different way mm. Mm. and i remember one of the experiences that i had that assured me that this was uh, a path for me mm. was working with uh, coach Carolina Dongo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So doing set books, we had very interesting directors. <laughs> then she comes in and she's super chill. Uh, yeah, she'd even whisper directions, you know? Right. That blew my mind. Then worked with Victor Bear for some project as well. Mm-hmm. And he was, let's have a conversation and see where this goes. So mm. these were sort of indicators to yeah yeah there's something here it's definitely the directing for me but i have to say i think i love directing most because it's closer to me teaching 
Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm from a line of teachers. My my mother taught me, my stepdad taught me in primary school. My grandmother taught me was uh, when I was in um uh, what do they call it daycare. Yeah. Age. Uh, my my grandmother's parents uh, were teachers. You what? know, I have uncles who are teachers. So I knew at some point I'd end up being a teacher. So I do teach uh, speech and performance for Yeah, to to little kids, but uh, oh. the directing for me is more of the teaching. That's one. That's interesting. Very, yeah. and I like the fact it's about teaching because I feel like I'm a teacher. No matter what, it always comes back to that teaching. There That's really go. important. Let's go to your next song choice. It's one of those days by Whitney Houston. Why have you chosen this song, Kigondo? Um, Whitney is, yeah, I'll actually use present tense. Whitney is uh, a beautiful human being. Like her mm. existence here was interesting to watch. It was heartbreaking as well. Mm. Mm. And I discovered her later on. Of course, we all knew that. Oh, dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. But uh, I couldn't understand it as much then. But the older I got and the older she got, by the time she went on to live in this place, I remember this was one of her last projects. Mm. And I was like, oh man, I wish you started singing this like years ago mm. because I feel we all need a chill day. We all need one of those days where you don't want to hang out, you just want to take care of yourself, you want to breathe, you want to, uh, want to have a good swim, hang mm. out with a friend or two. Mm. And I feel uh, that is what this song is for me. Okay, well, let's have a listen.
Welcome back to Mindfulness Music and More. And we are speaking with thespian and writer, or the award-winning one. My, co- <laughs> my co-host said one of, if not the finest character, uh, character actors in the country while I was sitting right here. I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 I But cannot, I agree. I'm sorry, but hang I on. Agree. I cannot I be agree. that nice to you because your head will get bigger and bigger. <laughs> I've already called you a genius. What more do you want? Oh, that's true. You have. Um, what you know, you know my, my, ma- my mom actually believes you. Uh, <laughs> you. You have done a lot I've for our wonders. relationship. You have no idea. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you oh. came up to her and, and, and for, for some reason she was convinced. She was like, yo, she, she, Finally she, saw she it. really seems to think you're a genius. You know, <laughs> I, I, I might start to believe. <laughs> no, no, she, she's, she's, she's a huge supporter. But, but thank you. Thank you. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kigondo, I, I, I just want to, um, you seem to be one of those people that keeps your instrument clean. Mm-hmm. keep your pencil sharp like you know always ready to go How, yeah. what's what's your process of doing of, of that like are, are you reading a lot are you yeah. you know always going back to uh, so explain that what you mean oh to keep the instrument clean okay sorry he, he, he gets it <laughs> yeah i'm like <laughs> so within acting circles yes um, which most re- of our listeners probably aren't the, refi- <laughs> <laughs> the refinement of, of of an actor is 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 akin to to, to you already have whatever it takes you are made to to to, to perform yes and uh, the, the process of making a better actor is a, a, a akin to cleaning an instrument ah okay yeah okay or keeping got a it. pencil sharp okay yeah so so that's i'm wondering what his process is because i i feel like kigondi is one of those actors who's always like ever ready you don't you don't have dips and stuff after shows oh oh yeah those those ones are definitely there Okay. Those ones are definitely there. It's, could, it's, it's your ability them. to come yeah. back. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just wondering how you're able to come back and you know maintain that freshness going. and dynamism and and always staying ahead of of of, of things. How, how do you do that? Um, well, I'm pr- I'm pretty intentional about um, just working as a theater guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel theater is a stem from which everything else i do branches off from right. you know from the teaching to the filmmaking as well so no wonder theater always ends up being the the thing i'm most prolific at because mm. i'm probably writing my my next play so for instance now in my laptop there'd be three plays so i know if i was to finish each of those i'd have at least a new play for the next three years you know oh my gosh uh, wow but then again that's incredible i i only begin doing that when i i land on an idea i'm excited about so mm-hmm. i'll only chase the things that are interesting to me yeah of course we try to make it diverse and all but after a while you sort of look at your work and think oh okay yeah i think it's normally around these themes it's around questioning religion it's about mental stability it's right. about you know particular themes uh, mm. that i'm excited about then when it comes to the acting i feel at some point i knew i'd be the kind of actor who's back on stage every two years mm. you know yeah. uh, then um th- 2019 i did john cb's kagia mm. yeah so playing kagia was exciting to me and i was like okay okay yeah here we are now um yeah. and i've never been the kind of guy to really push especially with uh, being cast in films and all that mm. because i chose to not do as many auditions yeah because I, I, I felt I, 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 yeah, yeah, you you get it I yeah the, the the more the more auditions i did as a younger actor the more 
no's I got, they should be encouraging, but they're really not. Mm. We feel a lot as artists. So the rejections, yeah. I only took like two. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. And I always make this joke. We were, I remember we were myself, uh, Joe Kenya and Likarion at some audition at the, at the National Theatre. Mm-hmm. This is probably around 20, 2022. 2010 mm-hmm. or nine somewhere there and then we were like what what when they ask what we do what will we say we were like i uh, will say we just go to audition you know that's <laughs> the thing we do every other weekend <laughs> and we laughed but in that moment i was like no I'm, I'm not that guy and i'm so glad that the two of them at least their careers took off yeah it's true yeah, they, it really took off and yeah. like, i remember a year after after that i was like hey and then at that point i was like okay Sawa. What I, I, I wouldn't do is go to as many auditions, then I'll work at it. So at mm. the Phoenix, I was always open. Ah, you have something? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in. Mm. Yeah, what do you want me to do? I'll be in. By the time they were, I got the call to direct, I was like, yes, I'm ready. Uh, I was in my mid-twenties. So wow. Nikola, oh, hey, it's an honor. Guys, start directing much later, but if you think I could, I'll do it. And so just being ready to jump in and work is always exciting for me. Yeah. But the older I get, the more I'm now particular with the projects I take. Right. Uh, so I'd encourage, you know, young artists to do as much when they're in their twenties, I mean, especially. Especially when you've got that energy and exactly. that target and time, yeah. and and you just get on with it. But as you say, as you get older, I think it's it's nice to be able to say no to certain mm-hmm. projects. I yeah. think if you get to that stage, you know you've kind of made it in yeah. a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get to a point where your nose uh, define yeah uh, who you are. Mm. Yeah. Although yeah. it must be quite difficult to say. I would have. I remember the first time when I was running my business, saying no to the first project because I just didn't have the capacity. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, they'll never come back to me or what are they going to think? That's right. But now I'm like, no, I don't have the time. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, what's coming up for you? Um, I have a couple of things coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from the producing side, we have at least uh, three plays from the company, Prevail Presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have Matt Stickman, which is a uh, oh. uh, two-hander uh, okay. starring Bilal Maura and a really talented guy called Emmanuel Mulili. All right. So we'll stage it later on in the year, but we'll have a first showing in Nanyuki. Uh, oh, this, oh, this August, yeah. Oh, when I might be there. No, you're definitely <laughs> invited. Karibu sana. First or second weekend? Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely Let keep me you know. posted. Why Nanyuki? Uh, I see a huge potential yes. there. <laughs> I see a huge potential. You made there. the right choice, Shelly. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> and, you, and you know, we bought movement. that land nine years ago, and I was like, Nanuki is going to be happening. Yes. Yeah, yes. nine years ago. Wow. Now look at Nanuki five years from now. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, that place mm. will be something else, and I feel uh, there has to be like. <laughs> Athlings going to Mars to set up a station <laughs> there, you know. So I'm glad you're there. Where, just, where, where are you performing? Uh, we normally use restaurants, yes, uh, mm. because there isn't a place place for performance. And if uh, well, there is, but it's not as popular to the kind of audience who'd enjoy what we put yeah. up. Uh, so we'll be doing it at uh, a restaurant called Blue Flame. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so after that, we'll have uh, John Seabee's play meetings yeah. at the Alliance. I'm looking uh, forward to that. Karibu Sana. Yeah. Uh, definitely an OG or yes. the OG. Yeah. And it's always, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's always exciting working with him. Um, Are you directing that? Yes, I am oh, directing wonderful. that. I'm directing that. It's, a, it's an interesting play for a director. Mm-hmm. 
because it's uh, dialogue heavy so mm. how to keep that interesting mm. is uh, interesting to work on mm. um, you say that huh? but when, i remember when we were doing manic monologues yeah. and i was like are the is the audience ready for this it's just words yeah. i mean it's very little movement or mm. anything yes. and all the actors felt they Went were yeah. and they were but yeah. it's different with monologues you know mm. because i guess after the first two you're like oh this is the format we're going ah, okay mm. yeah and but this is yeah, yeah this is uh, akin to i don't know an aron sokin piece of work yeah 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 uh-huh. so uh-huh. a lot of dialogue give and take so how do you keep that interesting yeah. how do you keep that moving so yeah. i'm here for it then soon after that uh, i'll probably be back on stage but yes it seems like it's going to be another year of a lot of theater it's wonderful fantastic okay look we're going to go to our next song choice and we'll come back and keep talking um it's days like this by kenny latimore Thank you. 
Welcome back to Mindfulness, Music and More. And I am loving the conversation that we're having with the very acclaimed, award-winning artist, Martin Kigondu. Thank you so much for being here, man. Hey, thanks, you know, bro. you know, as um, uh, I I put produce in in speech in quote marks because I'm not. I've only produced the manic monologues, so I am now, I suppose. But when you came up to me at KTN and said, "I'd love to work with you," I was like, "Oh, <laughs> seriously? This is like a guy who's just won I don't know how many awards. Yeah, I've seen him on stage. Um, you're amazing, and you want to work with me?" <laughs> I was like, "Why?" <laughs> that's, that's the same way I feel. I, yeah. I feel yeah. It's, it's always a bit like... But you are, you are a superstar. I mean, so people know you. You've been in the industry a long time. I, I have, and I'm grateful for that. But sometimes the, the most unlikely person will tell Like me. Mm. Um, when I said, please, can you direct my... He's like, who are you? <laughs> well, we hit it off so well at... Um, Engage. Engage Talk. Yeah. yeah, that I was like, yeah, this, this was not surprising. And then when I came on, what was the first show? Of mindfulness music and more the very first yes. episode yes. yeah i knew something is happening there but um on the very last staging of um every brilliant thing yes uh we had uh Nyashinsky in the audience yes who i'd love to have on the show by the way oh yeah we yeah. are i think that would be awesome yeah uh, you know what i'll, I'll reach out okay I'll cool. be, you know you know where we're, we're, we're boys now <laughs> <laughs> no but then but then no but seriously though no that, that was a joke um no, no, but no, he was I there he was there in the audience he was there with his wife uh azia and um and and every time i would glance at him he seemed to be having a really good time and i mean he was engaged he was leaning in he was listening he was uh, he has a huge smile mm -hmm. and many times i'd just see him flash a smile or at the points when you know the play got a little bit you know morose uh, for lack of a better word um you could see he was in there so so afterwards um uh, after the show you know he came out and he was gushing and th this was wonderful for me because you know i'm interacting with a human being and and, and he was like dude you know we really need to work together sometime and i'm like wait what <laughs> dude yes. and and That's that felt really good man. and then uh and then the next day um uh, there was uh, he posted a picture of us on his instagram where he had just some of the nicest things to say about the show look at you hobnobbing wonderful with the that just felt so good so, mm. so cool. there, there's something about doing your thing and standing in your truth and in your light and when that light shines on you you know everyone sees it everyone sees mm. it and that's and that's what you did but i think that would be a wonderful segue into what happens when the darkness comes because this is almost an inevitable part yeah, yeah. Uh, shalini you've been honest about the three months after the manic monologue yes when you just had to step away from everything. I did. Yeah. I felt badly and it was a month of just, it was awful and then very slow coming back. Was that for you, the same for you, Martin? Um, I, mean, I, I think Martin has many of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was just the first time. <laughs> the frequency of the work he does. Yeah. Yeah. What are the dips like? The, you're, you're very right, man. <laughs> um, I've, um, I've journeyed with the dips as I came over the years. I remember in my early 20s, uh, actually at 21, thinking there must be something wrong with myself mm. because I, I i was i was into church a lot yeah that's not what i mean by something wrong with me <laughs> 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 we're just i f i always felt like i used i'm really good with people but it always felt exhausting as soon as they left you know as mm. soon as i left church going home i'd be like why do i feel this sad right and i remember we had a visitor at church once and she engaged with the youth and she spoke about personalities and all that broke it all down then i spoke to her later i was like okay so what's up with that because i always tend to feel so exhausted as much as i love hanging out with people mm. then uh, we started realizing uh, i was uh, quite melancholic 
you know mm. so yeah. when you were that young you began to realize yeah i felt okay. it and I'd, I'd, i wouldn't say struggled with it because mm. that's just me but i'd felt it i was always like okay it i i am having fun yeah but i know i'll feel a deep after this yeah, yeah? and then uh, the community and church and theater require you being around people a lot True. so thankfully in my early 20s then after that speaking with her and journeying with that whatever that was for a while i started realizing by giving myself if i'm to hang out with people for 3 days i'll give four days to myself. Oh. So interesting. Okay, let me tell you. This yeah. is all about the energy you give out and the energy that people give you. But people are energy drainers. Yes. Yeah. So they'll drain your energy and I have become more introverted over the years because I realize how much people drain energy. Mm. So I'll whereas Amar loves going out because he gets energy from people. Mm. So I think it's very different. I also think when you're performing, you're giving so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I after every brilliant thing Gambi I was like I said to Omar I was like this guy is going to be down for weeks <laughs> so I'm really surprised that it hasn't quite happened it happened slowly it okay. was one of those low frequency things okay. I couldn't con- take a complete break because um literally the next weekend after every brilliant thing was uh because you said so yeah and I was hosting okay and, and that is 3 <laughs> hours of lot. just That's heavy complete like just constant adrenaline going on. But do you think that helps going from one project to another? Do you think that rather than mm. just stopping or do you need that break? I, I feel you do. You do. But yeah. but when you fall you it. it's so hard to come back up. Yeah. Not really. Really? Not really. Okay. At, at it doesn't take you, you three months. months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, veteran. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. What's, no. what's your, I mean, you must have a process yes. yeah. for you to say that, you know? Well, um, the first thing is not to go as deep you know at times you can help it but go there mm. yeah because you you're becoming you know you're not acting it's especially when i'm acting you're not acting you're becoming mm. and this is different because you're now taking on their energy and their baggage and everything and you're walking with that and that's a lot that's but i've lot. learned to uh, give the character as much as i go in there mm. I'll, i'll always have some remaining back for me so i'll give right. them i'll give them 90% right. and i'll give them the best performance you'd ever watch yeah. but there's always 10% just to come back home to and uh, hey. you know recharge hey. and it's easier to now take a few days off than get back to the next because you always left something for yourself back home but that, that i think beautiful. that takes practice and that that as you say a veteran actor you've yeah. you've got that process going mm, mm. whereas i think new actors would probably still give their 100% and not keep anything um i i i did a play once a young actor <laughs> I'll, i'll reveal his name at the end of the story <laughs> and he believed in that thing throwing yourself into yes. a character and um we had him do this thing where he um Um, it, it was a story that you know original story where he was playing a bunch of uh, he was part of a gang of thieves except he had this thing this affectation this weird thing about him where he was afraid of coins mm. so if someone ever said coins you know or hard cash you know and he, he would react and get into like a bit of a yeah. nervous fit get a little bit catatonic and um we were we were sort of like it wasn't a cold read but it was like a cold rehearsal we hadn't done this thing before so mm. he had read it and internalized it and what he was supposed to do was like slowly collapse to the floor and i'm really all about like safety like you know um, everyone has to be fine yeah. and 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 he interpreted this as like a complete blackout so this dude <laughs> when he said his line the, the other person says cold hard cash and this dude took a small leap in the air and landed flat on the ground oh. and i was like dude you practically dove to the ground 
what was that? We had to stop the rehearsal. And I remember having to pull him aside and be like, no, that's not <laughs> how we do it. Dude. This is this is acting. You're not going to just injure yourself, yourself. Yeah. for a five show run. Yeah. Go. So we're going to work that out. And for a moment, I felt like he felt like I was clipping his wings. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, 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 no. We don't have the luxury in Kenya to be... Like method, method. acting, yeah, exactly. right? We can't You're be... Like, we can't we can't be Jared Leto. We, we, we can't be Joaquin Phoenix. We we yeah. we, we don't have the money mm. to go and be on a yacht or yes. whatever for <laughs> for weeks and weeks. You I, I love that you said you need to leave a little bit to come home to. Yeah. Yeah. Which um in answer to your question because he said it, I'm like, that's actually it. Yeah. With every brilliant thing there was always a little bit to come home there to. There was still Mugambi yeah, it at was the still core. Very much, very yeah. much. That was still very much me. Um my my acting sensibilities are very different from what the and I, I've lost a lot of auditions for this and I'm fine with that um, I still believe that is you up on that stage there's mm. still very much you blending something with the given circumstances and the person that you've been given that's still you on stage it's still your body it's still your voice it it's still your tics it's still your hands and your feet and your face and your nose and your eyes and your mouth but and I think if you can keep that but still convince somebody you are a character I think that's incredible. That's it, but it's very difficult. The real work there is actually finding where you meld with that character, character. and what mutual truth you have. Because Ooh. truth is truth. I mm. love that. Whether it's coming through whatever given circumstances, I, I just like you said, you could be in the 17th century and I would still find something that connects me with that person. So there's always that bit that is very much me. Mm. And it works. It's mm. it's gonna take a while to catch on, I think. Um, but it's the way I direct people. I'm always, you know, finding what is it that is about you. The whole characterization thing of you walk like this and that character walks like that now. Nah, I'm no. not too big on that. Mm. Yeah. It's really finding the truth within the text. You're right. Thank you. Okay, we we oh, are man. I can't believe how fast time is going. So yes. we do need to do a quick meditation. Um do you do any meditation at all? Um can't do only when I find myself in spaces where, you know, like we are about to. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going space. to do a golden thread meditation. So find a comfortable seated position and close your eyes or lower your gaze. Now bringing your attention to your breath. Exhaling, inhaling through your nose in your own time. And take your awareness to your belly button. Just behind this, in the center of your body, visualize a small golden speck of energy. Slowly, this speck grows upwards through the center of your body, getting longer and longer until it goes to the top of your head, connecting you to whatever higher power, whatever absolute you believe in. Feel connected, feel protected, feel guided. Then take your awareness back down to the center of your body and see the golden speck begin to grow downwards, down through your body and through your root chakra at the base of your spine. From here it grows down, down, down to the center of the earth, grounding and rooting you. Feel grounded, feel rooted, feel centered. Sit with this feeling of being completely protected, guided and connected, completely grounded, rooted and centered and blessed for this moment. And know that the golden thread will be there protecting you for the rest of the day. And then slowly bring your awareness back into the room you're in, back to your body, back to my voice, and gently opening your eyes. 
How are you feeling? Sorry, that was a bit rushed because we're short of time. <laughs> you feel okay? Yes. Kigondo, we always uh, cast our guests away to a desert island. <laughs> yes. And let's go and, for it. And uh, we have a series of questions mm-hmm. on this desert island. And it's not like, you know, you're not, you're not starving and it's, 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 it's a pleasant place. Yeah. But what one book can you take with you? Um the most obvious answer for me would would be a play you know <laughs> but then the plays that i like are kind of really morbid uh-huh. uh so, so it's, it's definitely not a play uh-huh. uh, i take a book i like um, it's titled uh, stone junction mm-hmm. stone junction by jim dodge mm-hmm. it was written years ago mm-hmm. but there's been um, like later editions yeah i bumped into this book by chance yeah mm-hmm. uh, a, a friend of mine kimani wandaka of uh, covid i think we were hanging out and was like yo i got this book that i really like i think you will mm-hmm. i think you will so i got the book man it's a beautiful book it's about magic and possibilities you know okay uh, it's about this young man who uh, from a really rough background finds uh, finds himself here and is trying to get the meaning of life the meaning of this existence right. and so the book sees him uh, work with different crafts people yeah so he doesn't he doesn't go to school so he works with uh, a, a guy who's pretty dope at poker then mm. works with a guy who's a That's magician so cool. then mm. works with another guy who's a carpenter then goes off to the mountains to work with who's doing what and uh, you just him see him training to become the best at all of these things oh. yeah but the deeper you go the more weird the book becomes oh. and then there's magic in there and it's i don't want to spoil it for you okay. but uh, okay. it's a book with a lot of possibilities so it's, stone it's called yeah. stone junction by jim, by jim dodge okay yeah. fabulous mm. and if there's one song you could play you can only play one song on this island what would it be at first i um the, the obvious answer would have been for me deliverance you uh-huh. know because yeah we yeah. need that yeah. uh, but anyway <laughs> good one <laughs> but i was like i really like what savara does mm. and with his song balance mm. well he's telling you to balance don't do too much of mm. this don't do too, too, too much of that just yeah keep the balance going and i think i'd need that being on this island <laughs> you know just balance it all out okay i like it if there was one luxury item you could take with you what would it be I don't know if this one is invented just yet <laughs> but uh it would have to be some solar charged yeah right. and it would have to be something that produces music so a gadget you know so if it's I don't know I it could be old school it could be new school but as long as it plays music up till the day I was music as recent as up to that day I was there you know mm. so I'd have the latest Nyashinsky project oh, okay. I'd have some MJ, MJ in there I'd have old school in there you know I don't know if it exists I don't know but we yeah. have you can dream it's a luxury yeah. item for there you go. Yeah, yeah, you can create it <laughs> yeah, even if it negates number two so you believe to balance plus every other song plus every other out. song <laughs> no because I believe for 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 silence to make sense you'd need a bit of noise hey. and m- music is beautiful noise hey, yes. i feel like the right kind of music yes yeah. you're the full right of gems man right. speaking yeah. of gems you can share gems with one person on the island for a sunday brunch who would that person be dead or alive desmond tutu i love uh, that mm, yeah have you watched uh, his netflix he's got a um, uh, documentary about no. happiness. There are a couple of things I'm planning to see yeah. and watch. He's got happened. yeah, him and the Dalai Lama. 
they have a fantastic they had a fantastic relationship mm. it's worth watching yeah, well, Desmond Tutu is this it's so beautiful yeah. that it's, friendship was um, so beautiful um, I know you have watched the Dalai Lama like, yes live uh, did, did you ever get to see Desmond Tutu live no I would have loved to Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you? Yeah, once he came to hey. our church St Andrews. Wow. Yeah, but it was so crowded. Mm. The more the more precious thing that happened that morning is I had a really honest conversation with my dad. Mm. He could see I was going through some things and and he gave me advice that I still hold on to to this day and he said it's okay to feel what you're feeling just don't let it overwhelm you. And for for your dad to, to be allowing that. you as a 15 year old boy to just go through all those difficult emotions that you're feeling. That was beautiful and he said there's one two trees coming to church we're going to church let's listen to so what he has to say. So that's what you remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was very crowded and they weren't ready for the sheer number of people who no. were going to come and see how, him. How can you not yeah. be ready for that? Mm. I mean, I would. Why would you, why Desmond Tutu? Yeah, Tutu? but why Desmond Tutu, yeah. Oh. Um, I think he's had the privilege of living a full life, mm. you know. Uh, he's been out there, he's gone through everything, he's gone through the, the, the horrific uh, bits we know, mm. the more beautiful bits we don't know because it's time with family and loved ones and all that. But he's, he had the life that had the privilege of getting to a point where you now step away from everything you've done yeah. and i remember one of his final interviews he said i just want to rest and you know when you're in love with someone you want to spend time with them mm. so i want to spend time with god and uh, before i leave this existence uh, so such things you know has, i hold on to such things um. i'd love to live such a life where you know you get the privilege of dreaming and doing and becoming but also the privilege of taking time and saying oh this is us riding out Yeah. He was yeah he was sunset. quite an amazing mm, man. Beautiful. Kigone thank you for being here and sharing your wonderful work with us. One final question what advice would you give your 20 year old self? My 20 year old self I'd tell them just be present. Mm. Be present yeah mm. and I I think I was I think I was I noticed myself a lot. I always noticed I wasn't among the cool kids. Mm. That helped because <laughs> I, I I in some way it uh got me awake you know you'd mm. be like oh okay if i'm noticing this then who is this observer hey. you know uh Love it. well you wouldn't, you wouldn't articulate it that like way that, but yeah. it always felt like uh, i feel like i'm always watching but i'm always watching myself as I well feel, i feel that uh, so just be more present yeah. uh, that worked for me but also just hard work and consistency okay yeah i wasn't a cool, cool kid either so oh, yeah. i wasn't I, either i spent I a was lot very of that time as well and yeah. very you, you know like the coolest swat. adults <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know no but Took i think time. actually not being cool has its benefits It because does. then you're just now i don't care Yeah. I I don't have a an, you know I don't worry about having a certain persona or mm. I don't care whether I'm part of the in crowd or what my friend I just don't care. Yeah. And I think that came from as a child not being a cool kid. Mm-hmm. So how can people reach you to see what you're up to? Um on the socials of course yes. physically uh, they could come for plays <laughs> yes. right. so on well. the socials what are your handles at kigondu at k o g o n d u perfect k i g o n d u w okay uh, both on instagram and on twitter then uh, any other project i do affiliate to the company i happen to run with a couple of people is at prevail presents mm. okay yes thank you so much asante thank you for being here it's been a pleasure man. this has been wonderful thank you so much Mugami, how can people reach you? Um, I am on Instagram 
and uh, Twitter at It's Mugambi. I'm also on Threads. I was going to ask you, are you on Threads? It's Mugambi. I, I mean, you know, it's so easy to just transfer your... I didn't, I haven't yet. I'm just, I said to Omar, oh, it's just another thing to do. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Check it out. I'll check, check it out. out. I'll check, check it out. out. Yeah. Okay. Um, people can reach me at Just Doom, not on Threads quite yet. Soon though. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so, soon. I, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. To all our listeners, if you or someone you know is struggling with any mental health issues, please do seek professional help, whether that be a counsellor or your doctor. You can also open up and share your feelings and mental health issues anonymously without fear of judgment on Bonga, www.bonga.or.ke. This is a safe space where you can start the healing process. To play out the show, Martin Kigondu's final song choice, which is Balance by Savara. This has been Mindfulness Music and More with me, Shalini Bala-Lucas. And me, Mogambin Tiga. We're grateful to all of you for your time today. Thank you for listening. And until next week, stay, stay happy, happy, be mindful. Give, give, give so many necessary things